Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello. What's going on? <laughs> I was in the middle of a, an acronym for something. It didn't work g- out. I couldn't finish it, so I gave up. It's okay. It's okay. We are starting a cult that's Grant of Jake. That Mitch is, is here, and Navi's playing. That is true. Mitch is the Navi handler right now. He's uh, wrangling him. He's been very energetic lately. and um, Very vocal. I know what you're all thinking. It's not, it's not ejaculation. Um, he has been fixed. There's no reason for him to be sexually attracted to anything, okay? Where did that... No, he's just running around. See, but I think a lot of people, when you hear dog and excited, like, especially excited, they're like, you gotta get him fixed. It's like, no, 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 no. Listen. Mm. No, he's just a puppy that's the size of a fucking lion. Yeah, he's a big... He's a moose. Big old moose-sized cinnamon roll. That's what he is. Cinnamon roll, man. Yeah, he was curled up earlier. Cinnamon roll. Yeah, he's he just chills. Uh, he'll he'll calm down eventually, but he's uh he's on one. He's gonna join us for the show. So and tell him hi. Yeah, he'll probably tell you hi at one point or another. Oh, I'm I'm counting on it. I'm almost counting on it. But we are back with a brand new episode. If it's you true. can believe that, mm-hmm. we've never actually come back and done a not new episode. So how about that? Theoretically, Will Schnoblin. That's deleted though. Yeah, I don't. Count I just it. outed us. I don't count it just because it's like the quality of the original was poor, and we just were like, we're gonna we're gonna redo we're gonna it. Do our due diligence. Eliminate that from the ether. So it, it's probably out there somewhere. I know I have a file of it on my computer here, um, but also I uh, I'm sure someone out there has it somewhere. Yeah, like Podbean or something. Like that. But yeah, so we're back. We're gonna finish up the potentially. It, you know, I'm not even going to say it that way because it's just that that uh, it's it's a leading response. Yeah, don't lead them. The um the incident in the woods. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. The wood the wooded incident that was not about uh, a man murdering individuals. No, yeah. Some might call it the um, the Roswell of England. Yeah, the fucking losers. That's who. Calls yeah, it sure. Mm. Well, it's the Rendlesham Forest incident part two because we left off in a really weird place last week yeah yeah we did but it's it was uh it was the true cliffhanger of the episode no it really obviously i'm gonna just go out on a limb and say it like you might not know specifics but if you're listening to this episode chances are you know where the cliffhanger is going yeah but it doesn't change the fact that you didn't get the the full-on detail of where it was headed yeah you didn't didn't hear me say it you didn't hear grant say it no you didn't no you're about to though but yeah, so we're we're back. We're gonna wrap that up today. So get ready, buckle in, enjoy yourselves, and um, here's the rest of Rendlesham Forest. Yes, excellent. Those beautiful intro. So we last left off uh, with a crazy sighting by the men of Woodbridge one night in Rendlesham Forest. Specifically, two men who saw a spacecraft of sorts. Right? Uh, they, they they had lost time. They lost it and uh, remembered, uh, returned to varying degrees of ridicule from their fellow soldiers, okay? Only to have the second sighting the very next night, uh, a gathering at the base bar after Colonel Charles Halt accompanied uh, by, you know, a makeshift team of sober men investigated. Saw the trees that they were fucked up and saw that there was heat radiating 
uh, you know, from the supposed first landing site. Well, guess what they saw after this? What? All right. What did they see? That's that's where we left off. They saw a red light. Oh, that suddenly scary. appeared off in the distance, and right as it appeared, all of the uh, all the sounds in the forest went silent. All Again, the sounds. The silence returns. Ooh. Well, this was like super notable because the men who were searching the area and like taking readings and samples and stuff, uh-huh. the animals in the forest were like audibly very agitated. How agitated? Like they were they were screaming, animal screams everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly just that. <laughs> in the forests of England, you just hear fucking mm-hmm. monkeys just screaming. Uh, it was, yeah, yeah. Everything was going crazy, but right as it appeared, everything went silent. The silence returns. Uh, so, this red light appears, okay? It's just it's just chilling there in one place. That, that is until it starts moving. It, is, it appears to start weaving slowly through the trees towards the men. Oh. All right, and this is like one of the parts of Holt's recording like from the night that are public. Uh-huh. So you can hear him like reacting in real time. And it's pretty crazy. You should go listen to it. No. Uh, you might. You should. Dude, we should have put it in the episode. You know, you know what's funny? The uh the isolated audio is just him going to the bathroom. It might be. That's all it is. They're 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 uh, they're brainwashing you into thinking that's not the case. Some of it's useful. Some of it is just just bathroom. It's mostly him just going. Yeah. 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 Well, the word that kept coming oh. up on the recording was Ooh. weird. Maybe describing the poop this, describing in the restroom the, the that you talked about. Feces that's in the shape of a giant dildo because it uh, it cookie cutted it out. And cookie the cutted. The poop came out and just, and it was just a big old fucking schlong. You Weird. Because he was getting rhymed in the ass. Weird. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. So this this light is slowly making its way towards the men, and they just they just watch. They're just watching and reacting amongst themselves. And uh, when the light suddenly changes, yeah, it changes direction. It, it was it was going towards them. Now it's now it's going away from them. It slowly makes its way back. And uh, y- you know what? Uh, it happened next, Grant? Um, they all killed themselves, and the story ends there. That would be some, some what of a story. That'd be kind of great. Who would report it? Th- that, okay, that's a good point. That'd maybe they would find the recordings, I don't know. Maybe that's a, what's on the other two and a half hours of recording. It'd be a whole different episode. It'd be like the mystery in the woods, you know? Yeah. Who yeah. committed suicide, why, what happened? No, it would be a mess. But... Alien, that would be a crazy recording to find just aliens and then everyone's dead. Well, uh, so yeah, you know what happened right after it started moving away from them? It was only a moment. All right, they almost immediately after this, a light of uh, a, sh- a light, you know, it shot out a beam of light. This the light that they were watching it shot this beam. It's just like a line. All right, uh, it, it, yeah, right in front of Halt. Actually, mere t- mere feet from Halt. You can hear on the uh, the recording that Halt is more like mesmerized by this than scared. Simply like narrating like what's happening. Uh, the light then quickly made its way to the base where it hung above it in the air, you know, for a moment before again shooting a beam of light down to the ground, which is like it's, uh, I can do whatever I want, is what I think the light is saying. Okay, so we got in a sentient light almost in a weird, a weird example, I guess. This light um, is shooting itself to the ground. That it's it's kind of weird. Um, Certainly not easily explainable. I mean, I'll tell you that. No. It, it's This is, again, this is one of those episodes, it's like, it's funny, I feel like we've stopped saying this, but it's something that applies forever and throughout the rest of our show forever. Yeah, we say that every time, too, I think. Um, You always just got to suspend disbelief, so if that sounds crazy, just take it for what it is. Just accept this story that we're hearing, and then we'll get to why later. Yeah, we'll, we'll pick it apart. And this one, even if you try to explain it, it's, I mean, good luck. Just really good luck. No, that yeah, was I'm, weird. Yeah, I can't even do it well. It's bad. Uh, it, it was at this time that the men decided they should go back to the base where the light had just shot a beam of light down on. So, all right, so after a while, this, this is all happening in the forest, all right? Not after a while, all the while that this was happening in the forest. Fucking John Burroughs from last week, he was having yet another encounter. 
Okay, so this is happening in the woods. John Burroughs is off having his own situation. Originally on this night, Halt learned that there was another sighting. Uh, he ordered Burroughs to stay behind. But after the light appeared, uh, Halt allowed Burroughs to approach one of the lights so as to confirm or deny that it was the one from the last night. Right? Oh. So, you know, night previous, he's like, maybe this is the same one. Okay. All right, so on the Jeep ride out there, out to the site, a blue stream of light that could be seen in the distance appears. All right? Okay. It appears to Burrow and his driver. So Burroughs got out of the Jeep and began walking towards it, and the light approached him as well. They're just walking towards each other, like old friends. Just like, yeah, I know this light. It's like, I remember you from last night. It's like one of those crazy bar experiences. Like, hey. I remember you from when I was burved out of my mother's gaping vagina. Yeah, the, do- the doctor there. Uh, he then reportedly disappeared into the light, only to return multiple minutes later with no recollection of what had just happened and having felt that next to no time had passed. So again, with the lost time with this guy, Burroughs just has kind of boring experiences, it seems. Yeah. It, it it seems to happen that way in a lot of different stories where it's like there's always that one that has a really wild experience and mm. there's the one that like is there yeah. but it's much more tame and like I don't they're typically the more skeptical ones because it's it's so tame you know yeah yeah no it's crazy Peniston was the one he got he got the brunt of it all uh, pussy Peniston you say penis town he's a fucking pussy. Yeah, well... Well, I, I don't know. He's just... He's the target right now. <laughs> yeah, no, Burroughs. John Burroughs. He's getting the short end of the stick. Uh, so, all right, all right. He he disappeared. He thought, you know, no time had passed. In fact, multiple minutes had. In total, more than 80 men on the base witnessed something that night. Okay. 80 of these guys. We're cooking. That's a high number. Isn't it? Okay, so that's that's the second night of sightings, all right? And admittedly, like, the last of the sightings we'll be discussing... But now what's left is, like, the aftermath, so to speak. So there's no more aliens. Well, this is just what happens after. All okay. right, all right. So we haven't really mentioned Jim Peniston in a while. That's because he's right? a pussy. No, no, not necessarily. That's what he told me. He said, I'm a pussy. And I believed him. <laughs> he's I still believe- alive. Why would kind of sounds like him, Hank you know? Hill, yeah. All right, Peniston, he, he was losing his goddamn mind after the experience on the first night with the craft and the symbols and the lost time and the notebook, Grant. Oh, that shitty With the movie. notebook. All right. Oh, God. Yeah, that is a terrible movie. That guy is rapey as shit. Have you ever watched that movie? Weren't we talking about notebooks last week? We had a, we had a thing going That's on. why I brought it up. Yeah, notebooks are awesome, but The Notebook, the movie, is it seems very problematic. You're giving me more ammunition to hate notebooks simply for that movie. You know what I mean? My notebook is not the notebook of that man. It could be, though. It could be, but it's not. We don't know. We don't know what the future holds. Well, I'm never going to show you. What, Neither what did he. The, what if this notebook was uh, bound in human flesh? Then it's a problem. That would be a whole different thing. I think that's pretty cool. It would be cool, but what would you write in it with? I wouldn't be. I don't think that, I don't know what's wrong with you two fucking weirdos, but that would not be cool. If I saw that, I'd be like, I don't want to touch this fucking book. Well, it has to be ancient. It has you know, it has to be like a, a you know, a grimoire. No, oh, obviously, has to have like spells written in blood. Okay. He just wants the Necronomicon. That's all he wants. That fuck that noise. Like I don't know. No, no. It'd be cool to look at from a distance, but to to like have it. <laughs> turn the pages with like a twenty foot stick. I don't even want to turn. I don't want to open it. Okay, I want to poke it. And, like, just be like, I'm going to go move out of my house. You just call the police at that point. No, fuck the cops. Cops don't do shit. No, yeah, but, like, you know, you could just pass blame. You just be like, you take it. What are you going to do? What is a cop going to do? He's going to be like, um. He's going to get the brunt of whatever evil shit's coming out of that. Yeah, We're not touching it. Yeah, I ain't touching it no matter what. I'm sorry. You want to kill a cop, call, call the cops on the Necronomicon. You'll have to pick that book up and throw it at me in order for me to touch it. And at that point, the bad juju's on both of us. So, like, that doesn't, nobody wins. Yeah. No, you're right. Well, Peniston, he was, he was losing his mind. All right? Probably because of the notebook, the Necronomicon sort of deal we were just talking about. Peniston reportedly needed a full week of psychological recovery from this experience. What did I tell you? I think he just wanted a lot of time off. Maybe. Like the first, like something like this, the first like two or three days, you're just like, okay, I have, I've come to accept that. It's like, you know, I'm just going to take the full week. 
How do you call that one off of work? Like, you know, when they, like, ask for, like, PTO, you're like, yeah, I gotta recoup. I saw a fucking UFO or some shit. They're like, get your fucking ass to work, dude. What are you talking about? I just imagine it like one of those dramatic shots from a movie where it's, like, him laying down, like, staring horrified at the wall. Like and a you cat? Can, yeah, you can see, like, the, the, the door in the background. He's like, hey, it's, uh, it's time for breakfast. And he just doesn't answer. He's like, Get well soon, man. And then, and then he leaves. And then he's just depressed for a couple more days. Yeah, I don't know how... That's I, how it probably was the first couple nights, at least. I don't understand. I mean, I guess I get it. I've never seen a UFO, so I can't tell you one way or the other. I don't know how it goes. But this dude didn't get, like, probed or abducted, you know? So, like, he just saw some weird shit. That'd be like if I was... We were in the car, right? And we're just doing something. Like, all right, let's go get some food. Yeah. And we see, like, a horrific car accident. We've been watching a lot of car crash videos the past couple days. We have. But imagine if we saw one in real life, like in real time, we saw it happen, and then we were like, I have to take the next week off of work to recover from that. That'd be cool. It's like, I guarantee you, like, I don't know many jobs that would be like, they might give you a day, you know, be like, I get it. It's like, you don't have to come in today. Well, what if you say like, oh, oh, they were so charred, the bodies, I saw their face. Yeah, most, you know, most companies like, would probably still be like, that's terrible. I'll see you Tuesday. Like maybe you go see HR or something. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you a counselor, but you need to be in the fucking office, okay? Yeah. yeah. Well, Penniston had PTSD, all right? And on top of that, not long after uh, his experience, he developed an inner ear infection, causing him to have terrible tinnitus or tinnitus or whatever the fuck you say it, and, uh, and random spells of extreme dizziness. Wait, 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 wait. Did you just call it tinnitus? Some people call it tinnitus. I think it's tinnitus. Yeah, I was going to say, those people that say it that But then way, there's, like, there's ear doctors that I've, I don't know, I've, through friends, they're just like, my ear doctor calls it tinnitus. I'm no. like, that doesn't sound right, but he is a doctor, but I'm going to call it tinnitus because everyone knows what I'm saying. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I'm, I'm in no way saying that I'm smarter than a doctor because I'm not. I'm, I'm making that statement uh, the doctor. All right, I'm making that statement present. Uh, there, I'm not saying that I have more training or more knowledge than a doctor, but just because you have a doctorate degree does not mean you're smart. It just doesn't. And I'm sorry to say that. Someone out there is probably like, "This guy's a fucking dick." It's just true. Think about it. No, I mean it's like the you know the the, the old joke about the guy who majors in philosophy. He's a doctor in philosophy, and he just he knows all the theories, all the things, but he he pronounces it Socrates. Yeah, so you know it's like he knows the stuff, but it's like come on, yeah, you're, come on, man. You're, you're the the I always think of the guy on uh, was that Wheel of Fortune when he's like actuallys. Like, <laughs> Dude, that was from IU, our, yeah, our like, home state. Oh, God. We can't give that one to you, buddy. It's not Achilles. That's not a word. <laughs> Greek god Achilles. It's like, no, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, fucking idiot. I'm just sorry. You can put that into anything. Just because you have training does not necessarily mean that you're, like, a smart person. In that guy's defense, he was in school. Yeah, that guy. He, maybe he, he just should have gone to school instead of being on that game show. He didn't know enough, you know? He just didn't know enough. It's okay, though. Yeah. Well, Pennison's having a bad time. PTSD, ear infection, tinnitus. Uh, he's getting dizzy. And uh, it, But despite his mental distress and emerging health ailments, uh, Penniston, as well as Burroughs, along with three other men, had to give statements regarding the first night so an official report could be filed. Okay. All right. The military's all about these reports. Official reports. Official reports. Uh, from Penniston and Burroughs, their stories were taken and documented more or less at like face value. All right, the reports mentioned lights, the timeline, even the craft. Okay, it was like there was a fucking craft there. It says that in an official document. It's crazy. All right. Uh, but what failed to make it into the report were the st- it was like the staticky air, right, and the difficulty walking and the sort of atmosphere surrounding the craft and you know the lost time that didn't make it in. I get that, because how do you, like, quantify that, you know? Yeah, it's like, he keeps telling me this. It's like, I feel like they might be trying to save face on these guys. These guys' yeah, some guy, mental, like, he's like the state. Air, the air was so sticky. It's like, well, I don't know how to write that, so we're going to leave that it's off. It's like, I'm not a poet. I'm, I'm writing this report, okay? Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, these two men didn't have just, uh, you know, a single interview. 
each, however. Both Penniston and Burroughs were interviewed 14 times. That's a lot. For the same exact story. They were like, you have to, we have to make sure that this is real, okay? You say the exact same thing 14 times. Going over and over the same shit. And, and so as, uh, as for the other three men that were interviewed, they were basically made to sign pre-written statements, which most of them did happily and without reading them. So as to, you know, try to put the whole thing behind them. Okay. It's not something you want to do with sign contracts. No, it's not. It's not. Especially without reading them. Yeah, I, if you sign a contract without reading it, you need you need to I don't you need to like do something different with your life. This isn't a terms and conditions, okay? This is a fucking contract. Yeah. It is fun to write your signature, but you don't do it just on any paper. Yeah, know? don't do it willy nilly. You're better than that. You're all better than that. You and if, if you do that, you're not. Simple as that. So now, th- there were other men on the base who had seen shit that first night, right? Like, not just those five dudes. But the Air Force, for whatever reason, didn't feel the need to take their statements from them. No. Sort of interesting. I don't know why. You know why, why would they not do that? And what's weirder, absolutely no statements or reports were made for the second night of encounters... Even though there were far more men and higher-ranking men at that that witnessed the strange lights and activity. Yeah, that, that so nothing a, from the second night. That's a weird take. I'll give them that. That's a weird thing to do. The Air Force didn't touch night two. All right. They're like, there's too much uh, at stake here. We can't. There's so much at stake. My base, my sweet base in England. Uh, so it's sort of weird, right? Uh, the U.S. Air Force seemed to want to get this over with, uh, in a sense, right? Very interesting. Well. Uh, what's even stranger, the U.S. and the U.K. were sort of in a game of hot potato with this situation. Because, you know, the U.S. considered it a problem that was to be dealt by the U.K., considering the event took place off-base in the U.K., you know, it, it just makes sense. It's their forest. Yeah, I like that. There, there's So there's no American ties. It's like you take it. It's kind of like us calling the police on the Necronomicon so they get fucked by it and we don't. I just love you know, the idea. It's like that you do it. They're like America should have. Uh, they should have done something. It's like this happened not in our property, not in our country, and not involving our people. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, the UK was firmly in line in the line of thought that uh, this happened to Americans while they were serving America, and they just so happened to be in their country. Think of like my neighbor, right? Like or your neighbor, anybody's neighbor. Think like, of you're at, the neighbor, capital you're, T. You're in your home, and a situation happens. The neighbor like fucking starts a grease fire when they're making like a hamburger patty on the stove, right? And then they get shitty with you. They're like, "Why didn't you call the police?" It's like, um, first off, I didn't know. And second off, it's like I was at work. I uh, don't have anything to do with that situation. So, uh, fuck you. So you're the one poured water on it, idiot. Yeah, I don't, that, that's, I mean, for once, America was not putting their nose in business, okay? No, they were very much the opposite. They were trying to push it off. They might have missed some cool, like, stories and shit, but that, you know, they, they did the right thing, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, they, nothing is official here. They're just in this hot potato game, all right? Very interesting, very stupid. Um, Colonel Halt actually wrote a comprehensive memo recounting the events of the Brit- to the British military. So he wrote this memo. He was like, this is what happened. And he like made sure to write it in such a way that it was like, it would coax them into like, ooh, maybe we should take this. You okay. know, it was like sort of like a, an advertisement for the case, uh, trying to pass responsibility of the investigation. Fair enough. So this failed to do so, however. Because it was damn near a month after the fact that this memo made its way to the English military. Giving them more than enough reason to say that this was obviously not very urgent. Right? Fair enough, This probably isn't a big deal. And given how much time had gone by, an investigation would be ultimately, like, stupid. Very useless, in a sense. Basically, everyone wanted this whole thing to go away. That's, I mean, to be honest, if I was in any of these shoes at this time... That's exactly what I would want to. I'd no, like, true. I want the information for myself personally, but all that paperwork and all that shit, it's like, yeah, I just want this to go away. But do you think it was out of laziness or, like, out of fear and, like, secrecy? You know, because it's like, how, there's no rule book on this. Like, how do we go about this? It's frightening. Um, also, we don't have rules. Personally, 
just just based off of my opinion and like the research that we've done for other episodes and other stories similar to encounters like this, I think this one is more out of laziness or just passing the buck for responsibility. Because if it, I don't think it's out of fear. Because we've had plenty of other stories where weird shit like this has happened, and there was no fear in investigating. Like we wanted the answer. You but know? there was no, it wasn't it was never to such a scale as this. You know, eighty dudes are seeing this shit, and like there's people who are firsthand encountering ships. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. And losing time and shit, and like everybody on the base is like, "Oh my god!" I what, think if anything, what's that happening? Would, that would make it easier to investigate if that's what we wanted. I mean, you had to think like Project Blue Book. You know, think of all the shit that they looked into for that. Over, and I mean, this was twenty, thirty years previous to this event. You know, yeah. And the interest we had in that. So maybe the only other possible explanation that I could give out of just sheer laziness is that maybe some things we've learned from Project Blue Book or previous investigations into this, maybe we already had a solid enough answer to where it was like, we don't need to go any further. Yeah, we don't need to ruffle the feathers again. You know, like, I, I truly don't think it's out of fear. I think it's either out of, we don't need it, it's unnecessary, or just sheer, like, who fucking cares? I don't know. I think they may have been like, what the fuck do we do? But not like fear, necessarily fear. It's just kind of like, what? what, what? It's a lot of what? work. I'll tell you that. It's certainly a lot of work. It's a lot of work, that. yeah. Well, in, in any case, the story did indeed sort of uh, die a little bit. Or at least it became less of a big deal as time passed. Because, you know, it wasn't uh, continuing to happen. So that is until the alien hunting community caught word of this whole thing and revitalized the case. Okay. So after the initial events, some of the U S military personnel from Woodbridge, they were on leave, right? They were out on the town. They were in British pubs. They were drinking and having a great time. All right. Just a a great time out on the town. They were feeling pretty good. And at a certain point during the night, one of them spilled the beans to a woman named Brenda Butler. Bean spiller. Bean spilled all over Brenda and uh, so, funny thing about old Brenda here, she was part of a little thing called the British UFO Research Association, or Bufora. The Bufora. Fora. Uh, so, she started talking with her associate about this, right? The whole thing. Uh, which ultimately resulted in an article about the whole thing being written in a publication called The Flying Saucer Review in 1982. Now, don't get me wrong, I love a good UFO story. I mean, that's only the only thing that a UFO story is second to is probably a paranormal, like, ghost story. Yeah, and if you can combine the two, good lord. But I, there's literally no no going around the obvious here that when you name your publication the Flying Saucer Review, no one is going to take that seriously. It just will not happen. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. But it, it, I'm sorry to tell you, ladies, it's not not going to fly. But here's the thing: it ends up happening. That happens. That thing you said couldn't. It's it's really weird how it. But it, all right. So that was in 1982. It was published in the Flag Saucer Review. Like you said, it's a ridiculous name. No big deal, right? Uh, so one little article ain't ain't no thing. Uh, well, some UFO enthusiasts in the U.S. with a subscription to this magazine ended up reading the story, and with the help of the Freedom of Information Act in the U.S., they were able to request and receive the reports from Rendlesham Forest. Oh. Like, they, they just got them all from the incident. The Holt memo was loose, all right? It was out on the streets. Okay. So the basic little summary that he sent to the, the British ministry. It's awesome. All right? So the story is awesome. great. It's fucking awesome. So the story of Rendlesham Forest is in the public eye at this point, all right? But most of the headlines and stories that were featured in the papers were obviously, like, sensationalized, okay? Given what we know now. Taking most of the information from, you know, drunk and or excited military men eager to tell uh, the most embellished and compelling version of what they knew and saw, right? Treating the Halt Memo sort of as, like, an afterthought despite it being the only solid document recounting the incident. Fair enough, fair enough. All right. And as this incident was making headlines, no U.S. airman was more vocal than a full-of-shit person 
Larry Warren, all right? Warren. The name Warren is back. So We can't, uh, we can't escape it. You can't escape it. This guy was in the Air Force. He was a piece of shit. Uh, Larry Warren, he was talking to all the papers. He was the only one uh, that uh, that talked to him for a while, actually. And we'll get into why that is. Uh, Warren was only on the base for two weeks before the incident happened, right? So he was there. That much we know. He's fresh meat. And many of the men on the base claimed that he wasn't even there. But this was simply because no one knew him. He was a real background loser, this guy. Okay? I get that. Like, he's he's kind of a quiet oddball, and he's, like, new, so it, it, it's easy to be forgotten in that yeah. crowd. But I guess it, it's probably good he wasn't known at that point, because... You're also probably targeted if you fuck up. So True. he was probably just doing his shit. But still, still, this guy sucks. He had no motivation for upward momentum, all right? He made no lasting impressions. And he was discharged from the military almost, uh, yeah, here, wait a minute, almost a decade before most of the men on the base. All right, so it was like a couple years after this. Unfortunately, this meant that he was free to discuss these things before any anyone else had the ex- who actually had experiences uh, were able to, right? Ah, uh, he was able to cut the chain early. Yeah, yeah. He was out there, he was, he was gabbing. What a fucking douchebag. And just like a loser does, he saw a moment to shine, and then uh, he, ju- he just lied his fucking ass off, all right? <laughs> he just made up some insane story. He claimed that one of the men, uh, he was one of the men to accompany Halt. On the second night, right? He claimed that a light appeared in the sky moving at high speeds. And it then exploded in a painfully bright uh, explosion. All right? It, uh, it, was, it was this crazy light. And uh, out of this explosion came a craft that was 40 feet wide and 20 feet tall. That was pyramid shaped with blue lights underneath it. And seemed to be somewhat translucent because he said he saw figures inside of the craft. Oh. Very different so far. Uh, he claimed that then Colonel Halt, he stepped towards the craft and began speaking with the figures inside through the craft itself. Uh, Warren claims that he gathered from what he overheard that the alien craft was damaged and that he and the rest of the men were quickly escorted back to the base for debriefing and medical examination for radiation. Okay, so a whole big narrative. It's, it's, it's all very cinematic. Okay. All right. Warren then claims that he was taken aside by higher-ups and shown footage of UFOs and received a whole spiel about, like, the the aliens and the government. We're working together. We have been for some time. You can't tell anyone. And, uh, <laughs> and again, this guy is uh, had been stationed there for two weeks. And he was, like, the lowest of the... He was a private. He was the lowest on the totem. He was basically a child at this point in his life. They're not going to take this kid aside and tell him these, this shit, right? Like, he was one of the many men that experienced this, and he's the guy. Hey, hey. I don't know. I just don't believe this guy. Some of the aspects of the story are kind of cool, but I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm going to jump in here for some devil's advocate. Today. There's a little bit more, but yeah, go ahead. Okay. I, I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm just, I'm just playing, playing the outfield here, okay? Think of this. What if he's the only one telling the truth? Obviously, that alters the entire story, and that it's it's not it as believable in any sense of the word. But what if he's the only one? What if he's being real? It could be amazing. It really. If could so, I I apologize to this man, but his was literally the only story that was anything like this, and every other story pretty much lines up with the other yeah it's it's hard to it's hard to to figure that one out i'll tell you that i don't know man the odds are against him that's all i'm saying it's a pretty big departure from the storyline yeah the official reports gathered right there's not just a couple differences i mean it it alters the entire like our overarching story it does everything about it is a little bit different than what we've heard and what's been like reported by others involved. Yeah, and he probably picked the second night because he knew there weren't any fucking reports about it. So he's like, "Let me fill in that blank for you." Yeah. So you it, know? I mean, in a weird, a weird enough way, he's got about as much evidence as anything else. But it, there's something about it that just doesn't really match with the rest. Yeah. It, 
no other man's story from these two nights even comes close to Warren's. No. No, no, no. So this guy, he, he even claimed that he was kidnapped by the men in black and threatened to, you know, if, if he wouldn't stop uh, talking about the experience. Because he was talking a lot about the experience. He was, he was like, yeah, they were threatening me. They were just like, you're you're die. You're, I'm going to kill you. This, uh, yeah. Uh, so, But unfortunately, he got to the press first, and he was talking to everyone that would listen. Okay, And it was only in the 2010s that Warren pers- Warren's persistent lying came to light. All right? So he's a, a known liar now. Okay. That doesn't help his case. Yeah. You want to know why? Because no. he was selling fake memorabilia. Oh, that's not even that's John not, Lennon and Stevie Ray Vaughan. That's not a liar. That's <laughs> was, just a business. He was man. like he was photoshopping himself in pictures with shit, like with with these like fucking with John Lennon with Stevie Ray Vaughan wearing stuff, and he would just get like replicas of it and sell it as if it was the real thing. He's like, yeah, he gave me this after this photo. Cool man. That's that was in the twenty tens that that happened. That's just a businessman. You can't even be upset about that. That guy knew his market. I guess so. Yeah, he was making thousands of dollars. I would legitimately never buy that in the world. And anyone that... I don't think people realize... I mean, yeah, you could swindle some suckers, obviously. Oh, you could swindle any sucker you want. But um, if you're ever really into that, you're not going to buy it without a cert- like a certification, you know? Yeah. You don't just buy it from some guy and you're like, what? He showed me the picture. I see it, you know? Maybe you could print out fake certifications, too, I'm sure. Like, this isn't fucking Fabio, okay? Or, like, (laughs) like, this is not, like, a -a one-of-a-kind piece of material. Like, this is just, like, clothes. Yeah. Well, okay, so with this, get with with Warren like coming kind of coming to light, his true his true colors are showing to the world. You know, he's like, oh, fucking loser. And this guy almost single handedly tarnished the credibility of the Rendlesham Forest incident for decades. Okay. Is what I think. All right, mm. like you were saying, he could be the only one telling the truth. He's making a lot of money and stuff. But either way, uh, it's it's only now that the somewhat full story is coming to light. But just like with any UFO story, there's going to be countless articles and skeptics that dismiss the whole thing. Oh, yeah, right? that's the fun. You, but, know? you know, isn't that just? It's a sad way to live, kind of. You know, just to just to not believe, just to you know, mind close off to that kind of thing. You got you got to live a little. Yeah, I right? mean, I'm a I'm a definite proponent of just believing and maybe even in a lot of cases, just kind of like going with it and just like yeah maybe this is what yeah. it is it's like what we said just do that with our episodes like this is all true what we're saying and then afterward you can think back but there you definitely know? are i would say more people that are the opposite of that that are very like nope doesn't make very sense much. why would yeah. i like focus energy and time on that that's just preposterous my personality is i don't think that's real and it's like hey it's like, that's, wow that's interesting good okay. for you man everybody yeah. is uh Everybody's entitled to an opinion, I guess. I guess so. I mean, that's pretty much. It. Oh, there, there's also uh, there's there's a fun little attraction in Rendlesham Forest now. It's yeah, the, the Rendlesham the, Trail or yeah, whatever. The yeah, the UFO Trail. The yeah. Forestry Commission used lottery proceedings to build a trail, <laughs> and okay. we had like notable locations with like labels and shit. And then, uh, so that happened in 2005. In 2014, the Forest uh, Service commissioned an artist to create a sculpture of the craft that followed the exact measurements and descriptions from Peniston's notebook, and they they placed it at the end of the trail there. Oh, really? Kind of fun. It's cute. Sculpture wouldn't have existed without the notebook. That's a little cute. I'm not going to lie. No, it's good. So that's Rendlesham Forest, man. I mean, that's pretty much it. So do you think... That Warren was had some like speckles of truth in there, or do you think the 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 reports of Peniston and you know the the other boy? Um, it's difficult to say only because it this differs from I think a, a solid comparison here. Burroughs is his name. Yeah, go ahead. is um the Hollow Earth theory. Um, uh, you're probably like, what the fuck are you talking about? The, the reason I talking say about that, Admiral Byrd, because Admiral Byrd, in and outside of his job, was a very respected and trusted person. Um, so it it certainly gives weight to a lot of what he said. 
whether it's provable or not, it's it's believable because of who he is. Yeah, he was famous individually, and that's that was his ticket in. Yeah, um, and these guys, pretty much every player in this story, that's like the one characteristic that we're lacking is that trustworthy characteristic outside of just other people that were on that base or worked with them. And we're like, yeah, you can trust that guy. You know, it's like we didn't have that. Yeah, it's that. like, oh, your friend is vouching for you? Okay. So it it certainly makes for a weird, very, very, very weird situation. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you got just like high, like the high rank of military personnel. Like so, like Colonel Holt. Colonel's huge. You know, and he, he, he went on, like he was obsessed with this story. Yeah, like he it, wanted to play it down, like for the sake of reports and shit, and like they were. Like, but this was like, he wrote a book. It's called the Halt Perspective. Yeah, about it, this, he like talks about it. So does Peniston. Peniston is he looks scarred. I'd be interested to know, like more detail, just from his perspective, because it's a very, it's a hard topic because this one doesn't have. Like, in pretty much every other UFO or alien story, we have some weird conflicting evidence that almost builds the story higher. Um, Travis Walton, for example, like the um, the lie detector tests are a big one. The reports yeah. of the other people, big one. Um, for, like, the Flatwoods Monster keeps coming up to me for some reason. And I think it's mostly because of, like, the military involvement. Yeah. Um but like that, you have people that live and die by that perspective of what they saw. The halt perspective. And they gain nothing. And what's interesting here, it's sort of the opposite. Because Holt, he's made it his personality in a weird way. Like, that's what he is. Yeah, he became of. a little dork about it. And he's written a book. I'm assuming he's been able to at least do some local, if not you know, larger scale interview circuits, uh, talks, things like that. He's pretty much made this his his career, you know? So, well, I mean, he he's probably out of... I don't know, even know if he's still alive. Yeah, I don't know But I would imagine alive. if he was doing that, it would be like a, a hobby for him that just so happened to give him some money sometimes in his, like, retirement. And yeah, the, you know what I mean? And to me, that's what it almost... No matter what way you look at it, there's no person or single individual in this story that has their own standing credibility. But that, it's like the sheer mass of it should make up for it a little bit, right? 80 fucking dudes? A little bit. I, I can't deny that. I would say that it's weird. Um, however, now this is this is obviously the more skeptical side. I just think it's important to bring it up for the sake of the show. Mm. Um, the one thing that skeptics always come back to, and it, it is hard to deny, is that... You're in a military air force base, specifically one that helped create radar technology. And possibly has uh, hidden nuclear arms there for the Cold War. Right. So you're in a very, very, very peculiar situation, to say the least. Now, also thinking, you created radar. You're the, you're the mother load of what radar technology is at this time. You're the source, yeah. And the skeptics use this as a way um, to kind of prove their point of perhaps it's it's not even a hoax. Perhaps it's a misunderstanding. Um, because obviously, you know, you're not going to fake something like this without it being real or acknowledged to so be fake. Do you think they were just like so stoked on the radar that they were like, oh, yeah, something... It, that would look like a plane if it was a plane. What's that dot? There are people that, like that. that lean on that side. And it that is interesting in and of itself because it very well could be something that is like a special operation done for the intention of testing the new technology that we have. Maybe. Or, yeah, like a psychological play from Russia. Yeah, and I mean, perhaps. obviously... That doesn't negate the fact that it could very well be what they reported it to be. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, the radar thing only accounts for such a small part of the story. And then, like, this thing, like, I don't know. It didn't seem to have any, like, negative effects physically on anything or anyone. So, like, if it was sort of like a test thing in wartime, 
don't you think it would cause some damage of some sort? What do you like? Any, how do you figure? What do you mean? Like if if like the enemy is like testing something, you know, or like do you think this was like a test of like our government and the people on the base didn't know about it? No, is that what you're saying? Or? I'm, I'm not saying it's an enemy. I'm saying that it's a purposefully done test to see what. Could so be it's done. the government testing the reactions to this thing, or like because someone on the base would have known about it. Somebody, but that's the whole point. You do shit like this. These like you do these operations. You, it doesn't come out. You know, it's not like a rumor that gets around. But it's strange to me that they would do it to a bit like. No, it I'm seems like they're it doing would... it to themselves. Is what is what I'm saying. Okay. Like it's so a, everyone knows what it is. It's sort of like if you get a new doorbell and you you ring it yourself, you know, because you want to know what it's capable of. Or you get a new phone and you start doing shit on it that you wouldn't normally do, but you're like, I just want to know what I what I'm capable of here. Okay, so there's a select group of people in this base that are like, let's test this thing. That's that's what a and lot then of other people the- on uh, the base they're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, that's what a lot of the anti-theorists say about this. All right. And it, it, it is interesting because it's something that isn't necessarily um, weird to do. Um, it, it has happened, and it seems like something that's very rational, mostly because there there wasn't damage. Like That's what I'm saying, yeah. The it's fact like... that nothing negative came of this, other than people reporting it, leads people to believe that it was done... In a very, uh, I I don't even have the right term, like condensed way, mm. to where there's no collateral. This wasn't like some shit crashed and like the forest got fucked up. There was a fire, trees were down, like people were in a panic. You know it's like I mean? a low stakes thing. Yeah. yeah, it's it either you learn it or you don't, and one way or the other, nothing changes. It just is what it is. Yeah. No, I mean it could be that because this is though this is one of like the highest uh, or like most more thoroughly covered like incidents that have to do with extraterrestrials seemingly mm-hmm. like there is no extraterrestrial itself you know no one had an experience with uh, another being yeah or it, anything it was just like crafts and or lights or both you know i don't i don't know so yeah i would say both pretty much unless the lights were lights that turn into craft, crafts i don't know and it maybe it was just like a a, a test for for a laser light show. I don't know. There was a lot of flashing lights. There were lava lamps. Maybe people were just doing poppers out there. You never know. And it's that's why this story is intriguing because there's it's so low stakes, like on either end. Like it really is. But I mean it is interesting though, because more could come out about it. Because yeah. like I said, it was like it was kind of just like tossed to the wayside because Warren was fucking things up in the media. There's like this is obviously ridiculous. But, like, just now, like, in recent years, people have actually started looking into it. Like, there's probably documents we haven't seen about it yet. Oh, I'm sure. You know? I'm sure. And if it's if there is some meat on that bone, you know that it's being investigated from multiple different avenues. Yeah. And the two and a half hours of audio that were just lost from that night? Yeah. The second night from Halt? That's, you know, I want it. This I is, want that audio. This is sort of... I'm doing a lot of comparisons today. I don't know where this is coming from. Ah, uh, yes. Um, this is like the Bigfoot of UFO stories. It's one of those that you're either going to believe it wholeheartedly or deny it. And that kind of has led to the loss of interest in it. Yeah. Like the the Halt memo is the equivalent to Zapruder film. Yeah. Or wait, no. Patterson Gimlin. I was thinking of the most viewed or like scrutinized yeah. films, and that's number one. Patterson Gimlin's what I meant, yeah. And it's it's because it's so it's so nothing. Like think of a Bigfoot story. It's like it's either real or it isn't. There, like, I saw him walking. It's like oh, okay. Yeah, it's like we don't gain anything. We don't lose anything. That's kind of how this is. It's like either it was a UFO. Well, I mean, it was a UFO. It was either like some sort of craft. Or it was nothing, but either way that that coin lands, nothing really changes because we don't have any answers no, past yeah. that. The only the, the biggest thing probably is just Peniston and and fucking Burroughs. They just want their forty five minutes back. Yeah, that that's is, the biggest loss. That's you a know, time. Point to that. Hug your kids. You know, I I would have to say for me personally, not that this matters in any way, shape, or form for opinions out there. I'm not. I I I don't have a decision. For this one, this is a unique one. I I tend to believe things. Yeah, you're you're a believer. You're, I like a lot a of believer. stuff. 
I'm a believer, dude. I I like a lot of stuff. I don't not really picky, and I I really like this one. You know, I just really like. It. I don't like Warren. I don't like any of the Warrens that we've talked about on this show. But you know, this story kind of does it for me. He's just like a swindler. He's like one of those old like tonic it's salesmen. Like, oh yeah, it was a flying pyramid, and there were squares. And we were working with them. It's like okay, like Kung Darn. Pao, you know, like the movie. Yeah, like Kung Pao. But yeah, it's. It's like, then a kung fu fought a cow. It was awesome. This is a tough one because there's there's evidence on both sides of the the table here that lean me towards it's it's not something extraterrestrial or it is, and it's split <laughs> me so evenly that I simply I got throwing up your like, hands on I this can't, one. I can't sway myself one way or the other because there's yeah. there's evidence to support both beliefs. Wet lather, rinse, and rinse. You're washing your hands of it. And the one thing I will say, I know that this was forty some years ago, but on the grand scale, as far as these investigations go, that's pretty young. Yeah. And no. Yeah. There's. Yeah. We just where we're at right now with this story and the information that you can gather. It's it's hard to to make that call, but in the future we don't know. I mean, it still generates interest. I mean, we're talking about it. Yeah, people out there are you know trying to read more about it, get different perspectives. So who's to say that something won't come of this eventually? Who knows? Maybe maybe Warren was like a uh, not a psyop, but like a government plant. He's like, are right, you just have to make this sound so ridiculous? So. Uh, enough time passes to where any evidence that may have been left behind is moot now. It's like you know. I mean, that is. It could be something like that. That like that is probably the most realistic part of his story. It really wouldn't shock me if they did pull him aside and give him like a small crash course. But it, yeah, it was more geared towards that of like we want you to say this for no reason other than just like it would it would benefit everybody involved if you yeah. just go out and do this. So, I mean, some of the stuff could be, the evidence, you know, could be dried up at this point, could be, uh, you know, not applicable anymore, but there's definitely some that still is that we're yet to uncover. And I guarantee it. What I think is funny is, this is sort of a global perspective here, but as far as governments being interested, I think it's fair to say that every country in this planet has people that are interested in it that are either just regular citizens or higher-ups within government or power. The extraterrestrials, you mean? But, yeah. Yeah. And I think that the American government... Now, you guys, if you if you know something I don't know or if you have a different perspective, you can let me know. The Halt's perspective. But I think it's it's one of those things where the American perspective on UFO and aliens, especially during that time was way higher than it was in other parts of the world. Yeah. And oh, dude, that's there was a big thing in like just ufology in general. It's like aliens mostly appear to Americans. Right. Because theoretically we came up with the atom bomb. So that's where to me it's it's the most intriguing because that might be why we don't have the answers is because simply it just wasn't of that importance to them. It was like, well, whatever the fuck it is, who cares? It's gone. Let's move on. Yeah. But for, it's like, if it's a chronic problem, we'll, we'll look at it. Yeah. And for the Americans, it was very much the opposite. I mean, you get one instance of something weird happening and you got convoys coming out to check it out. Yeah. And that it, it really seemingly to me was a very American way to handle that, you know? Yeah. And maybe that's maybe that's part of the reason why we just simply don't have more detail on that. Because we don't deserve it. Or it's fucking nothing. I don't know. That's why it's so weird. There was apparently some teenager who was like blasting weird music and doing donuts in the, in the forest that night. Goddamn but hoodlum! He claimed to he claimed to have done that like years afterward, and he's like, "Oh, I just learned about the Rendlesham Forest. That was that was me in my car." It's like I really don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. That was that. two nights of debauchery. It was I don't think so. Yeah, it is weird. And the it, it it's fun that it spanned two nights because that that's a little different than your typical story. It's usually like a one done. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean I think 
I to be honest, this might sound negative. I don't think that much is going to come out of this as far as the future goes. Any any little bit we can squeeze out will do. Yeah, that'd you be know? great. But we'll, we'll do updates. Simply, I just think it's been too long. And, I mean, give it some more time, and the, the actual people involved will be at a point where they're either dead or no longer, like, capable of giving a believable story, you know? Yeah. And if the story hasn't been told already, it's going to be hard to digest that if it's told now. So we're 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 at this weird point in this story's life cycle where it may or may not die out. You know? Yeah. Dude, whether whether he was employed by the government or just a fucking idiot, Warren ruined everything. Yeah, he certainly did he not help the situation in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Everything that. Um, Everything that we spent the last about 15 minutes talking about is pretty much his fault. Yeah. Yeah. But I get but I guess we can thank him for that amount of time with us talking and you know, I like doing the show. Yeah, it it really it gives you guys time to understand the perspectives here. And see this is why it's good because we have different perspectives and it it shows that no one fucking knows what's going on here. Yeah. And Dude. no one no one needs to know. That's the important thing. Because if they wanted us to know what happened that night, we'd probably know by now. Yeah, probably. You said perspective so much, t- so many times. Yeah, this episode, I can tell because every time you say it, I want to say "halt perspective," and I've only done it like three times. That's pretty much what this this whole two episode arc has been about. It's all about perspective. It's just about different people's views of what's going on here, you know? Yeah. And I mean that's. The fact that we got so many different point of view retellings of what they saw, it does add some weight to the idea that it's hard to deny these people what they saw. Yeah. Like, that's simply the truth. Whether you take that as truth or not, you can't take it away from them. And then on the other hand, it is interesting that they only have five official reports, and three of them were forcibly signed. They were probably just pre-written general statements. Exactly. Uh, I think it's fair to say something weird happened that night, regardless of what it is. Something really strange and unique occurred, and it it's clearly left a mystery for the rest of us forever. Yeah, yeah. So how about that? How about the fucking forest, the Rendlesham? It's a dumb. It's over there. It's a stupid place. There's a cool trail there. Yeah, you go hang out and go do your thing, and. uh, I don't know, if you go over there, it's probably illegal, but take a dump on the trail for me. On the trail, not just, like, maybe off of it a little bit? No, like, I, you no. need to be on it. On All it, right. okay? I'll do it if I can. Take a picture of it and send it to us. That, yeah, email us, startacult at gmail.com. We want to see your UFO feces, okay? Yeah. That's what we're here for. That's what we've always been here for. That's what this show's <laughs> always been about since we yeah, got here. It was leading up to this one, 150-something. or I don't know how many episodes we've done. Show us your steaming pile of UFO shit. Make it fog up the lens before you take it. That would be interesting. Uh, that is our series on the Rendlesham Forest. It is aliens. Rendlesham. How about that? Do they exist? Who knows? That is a Who whole knows? other question. Yeah. But uh, you can follow us on all the shit. It's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and we have an email. I just said it earlier. But it's we are starting a... It, no, it's not. It's startacult at gmail.com. There See, I can't do it twice. I can't. And then YouTube. You can like and subscribe there. Hey, check us out. Give We're always follow. looking at all the, the, the comments there, your suggestions. They're all on the list. You know they are. We know they are. We have the list. We can prove it. Don't ask I think that's it. it. Yeah, but you don't have to. You, know, you don't, don't want to see it. No, no way. That's one thing we won't do is prove it. I'll prove it with a fucking gun to your head, you fucking monsters. Little pop gun, yeah. I, no, a real gun with a silver bullet. Just in case you're a werewolf, I will eliminate you. That's why you should listen. That is why, <laughs> that's why you should listen, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we were starting called Screwed Up Jake. Mitch was here. Navi was misbehaving. He's gone now, but... Uh, that's the show. Yeah, he's he's still in the house somewhere. He's still in the house. He's not like like capital G gone, but yeah, it's like he was know, uh, he was put down. No, we just got him out of the room. He had to he had to go. He had to go. He, he had, had to, to go. Done. He had to poop, and then he was brought. He was doing laps. It was crazy. Anyway, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week for another cool topic. Yes, we will. With us, be ready and have 
We'll miss it. We'll be here after the fact, but have a good uh, St. Patrick's Day. How about oh, that? shit. When's that again? Thursday. Thursday. How about that? So wow. enjoy yourselves the the kind of the fake holiday that gets us to summer. How about that? Yeah, drink beer that's green. How do you make it green? Is it just food dye? It has to be. All There's right. no other way unless you're, like, doing some dumb shit. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Spinach beer. Spinach beer. That's what Mitch thinks. Kale protein spinach. ale. For all you vegan bastards out there, just eat a steak. <laughs> just do it. All right, that's a good way to end this episode. All right, we'll see you guys. Bye. Bananas. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> <laughs> 